really want to test your new relationship, you have to start introducing her to um the reality that uh, WWE and wrestling is just uh, anime for rednecks. <laughs> well, I, I heard that a while ago. That's just true. Yes. I, I'm not I, personally that interested in the WWE, but yes, I do agree it is WWE for rednecks. I mean, it's anime for rednecks. As someone who enjoys the fan bases for both medias more than either of the medias at this point, I really enjoy the like disdain they have for each other occasionally, and <laughs> like the absolute hatred, the blind hatred wrestling fans have for anime fans because it's dumb anime bullshit. When deep down I know that like wrestling is the most anime bullshit. It's yep. just with people, which makes it worse. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. I have a thing about anime with people, but I'm saving it for my week. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's I, I, I've been encountering just way too many things of like suddenly the world is awake to yeah, anime is uh, the WWE is just anime for rednecks. I'm like, it's so true. Yep. Oh, it's so wrong, but so true. <laughs> it's so good. It's a, it's ex very much. It's exactly like it's DBZ. It's a bunch of guys screaming and power creep. I, yeah, like it's a, and this then gets me the weirder question, which is like, um, there's anime about wrestling. True. What is that at that point? Is that well, I mean, Kaiju Big Battle exists, which is almost yeah. wrestling about anime. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm bending the truth on that. No, one, but I you're know. not wrong. Like it's. Yeah, it's it's like, but where does this fall? Like, is it for wrestling fans or for anime fans? Because they're the same; they just think they're different. <laughs> and I, they're wrong. I think it's one of those situations like Murder Face eating hot dogs in uh in Metalocalypse that like it's one day you'll like go to a WWE fan's room and then like suddenly like you'll go through their closet and then like a like there'll be a back panel that's a fake back panel. Yeah. And uh, that leads to a room with like waifu pillows and like they they have like a whole bunch of like Princess Mononoke and like my little my was it Little Witch Academia or whatever it's sure. called and shit on the walls. Uh, they're like, what? I'm really into Moe. It's it's a real contrast to different from what I usually watch. See, I I want that room to also then have like like a line down the center. Like on one hand, it's the most like fucking chobits. Studio Ghibli, like fruits baskets, teenage girl anime shit stuff ever. Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah, and then on the right to be like dedicated to the Undertaker and like Austin three sixteen. <laughs> oh my god, that would be great. And just like have the person be like, I'm a rich tapestry of individuality and various perspectives on life. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Something Wicked Studios podcast, the official Wicked Awesome cast of the Wicked Awesome cast of WickedAwesome.com, also known as SWS Studios with a Z, three Zs, and seven Zs, which can also be found at YouTube.com. I am Jeff, also known as Invader Gurr, and I am currently joined by, returning from his long hiatus, Charlie. Yeah, I I've been gone for so fucking long, and I really love have, how you- Have like we had you on this podcast since 2000? 14? I don't know, man. I don't know at this point. <laughs> I, I'm i really enjoying how you just managed to spout a bunch of sentences that sounded really close to being correct. <laughs> and, like, and I was keeping track of them. I'm like, every single thing he just said is 
just wrong enough, it'll probably wind up with porn on the internet. <laughs> Dump any that- of that shit in, and you're probably not quite getting what we intended. Oh man, something wicked porn like that's gotta be that's gotta be some rough bullshit that's on understand? the internet somewhere. We uh, uh, in the Google search, we had to beat out a small amateur porn company of a similar name. Take that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I think I think I'm proud of my work on that uh, one. I, I I don't know where to feel on that. We just kind of outlasted them. Like it was like. It's like oh, it's it was like oh, oh we you- had more whores at our disposal. I understand now. Yeah, the whores being us. <laughs> it's not quantity, Jeff. It's quality. We were way better whores than they had. <laughs> this it, it's all coming together. Everything is depressingly and rapidly making sense. Yes, the planets are aligned. Soon the ascension will begin. Ascension into wait, ascension into porn. How can I expedite this? I <laughs> move to LA, buy oh, a house. Yeah, that is the, step one, isn't uh, it? <laughs> buy a house in the Woodland Hills area. No, really, what you would do is you get on a bus from like Nebraska or Omaha or like some Midwest flyover state, and you get off said bus near where my old apartment was on like a Wednesday or a Thursday. Pennsylvania. You, uh, what? Is it Pennsylvania? No, Pennsylvania will work. Sure, you can get on a bus there and wind up in LA, I'm sure. But it's like, it's got to be a Greyhound bus, and you got to get off at the North Hollywood uh, Depot location because uh, they'll find you. <laughs> They're looking for you. They they are actively recruiting there, and it's that, uncomfortable. So, yeah, that is disturbing. I we, We've talked about that before. I used to go, like, get a lawn chair, and, like, me and four other horrible people would be like, well, let's see what happens tonight. Let's see, like, what fresh-faced uh, Kansas person gets tricked into ruining the rest of their life. You did not tell me about this. Oh, I totally I very told you stories. Or bl- you've told you definitely told me porn industry stories, but you sure. never told me that particular one. I, I'm very actively willing to believe it, though. Yeah, no, I, I uh, when I was unemployed, I can like imagine the color lawn chair you had. <laughs> yeah, when I was unemployed at one point, I used to go and like watch the like it was a specific night too. And I only found out about it because I was driving, I was walking by, like eating a burrito or something, and there was an uncomfortable number of like, man, those are totally amateur porn recruiting vans. That's oh, a bus station. I didn't know there's a bus station here. Oh yeah, that's where the Greyhound station is. Oh, some terrible stuff is going on in this parking lot, and all of it's legal to show on YouTube, but like where it leads is bad. <laughs> Why do I see so much money changing hands? They can't all be drugs. Not dealers. even money, just dudes with greasy hair and like cheap suits being like, hey, you want to be famous? Mm-hmm. Are you here to be an actor? Do you want to be a famous actor or actress? Then come with me. Have you ever tried heroin? <laughs> You're from Nebraska. Of course you have, kid. <laughs> it's just um. like oxycodone. <laughs> Yeah, that is definitely a moment of I may or may not be a terrible person. I, you're you're worse though. <laughs> I, I I think the pinnacle point was when like me and like three or four other people had a standing reservation to hang out and watch this shit, and we started bringing a cooler of beer so we could watch it. And we're like, this has crossed the line somewhere. <laughs> See you next week. Yeah, unless I grow a conscience or find a job. Unfortunately, he never grew that conscious, but, I but he did, did find a get job. a job. <laughs> and then I moved to stop such bad behavior. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, or 
Yes, ideally the quantity of porn stars where you're at is still existent, but not quite no, as high as I, where I you have, are. I have moved in many ways the opposite direction of porn star villain LA. Like I am now an hour away probably from Woodland Hills, which means I am many miles from where they typically film. Mm-hmm. I am still mad that one of my friends pointed out to me or he realized from stuff he watches, I guess, that one of my favorite restaurants here is frequently used as a backdrop. <laughs> like they like they film the meeting people on the street outside of it with some frequency, and I'm like, doesn't change my love for this bar, but it, yeah, that sounds about right for this part of town. It's weird to Fuck. geolocate <laughs> yeah. porn. Fuck, man, I used to love the Robin Hood pub. Still do, but... Uh. <laughs> Well, if you're in the LA area and you want to potentially be in a an extra in a porn shoot that you may not be privy to, check out the restaurant slash pub that Charlie just mentioned. Yeah, they have really good burgers, and on Sunday nights they have a Sunday roast, which is really good roast beef. Hmm. They also have hide cider on tap, which is why I go there. But that's a separate topic. <laughs> I mean, I I'd put the cider above the roast almost. Ah, uh, that roast is real good. <laughs> Never mind. That Bro- roast, roast is, is back good. on the menu. Everything on that menu is real good, but like that roast special. It's like I, I, I have occasionally gone there twice in one day because their breakfast is real good and they'll serve you hard cider with breakfast. And then I'll be like, oh shit, it's Sunday. I can come back and get the roast later. Nice. And they show hockey there at some frequency, despite being a British pub. So, Oh, fuck yeah. 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 How about them Bruins? Oh, I. <laughs> I, I'm afraid to talk about it because it's like I'm not used to us. Yeah. Be, I'm, I'm I'm not used to them playing like the Blackhawks. Hey, I I said it before. I look forward to them under Bruce Cassidy's leadership. Yeah. That is probably enough alienating content for yeah. our leadership. Back to our uh, uh, back to our yeah. what odds is here for video games, porn talk, and food and things. Yeah. Shirley hates about LA apparently. <laughs> and apparently weird New England weather. I oh. or that may stay in the. I'll mention it out here. Referencing things we talk about in the preamble, but maybe don't necessarily make it into the podcast. Remember when we talked about the secret to life and uh, immortality in the preamble? Do you think you're going to put that in? Probably not. Probably not. That one are too too risque and uh, knowledge that can't be trusted with uh, the masses. I probably use something stupid like our brief conversation about how anime is totally um, the WWE, but for um, not rednecks. Oh, so you're just putting facts in. I, yeah. That, I, that's totally admirable. I, I want people to learn something important from this podcast. This is edutainment. Yeah, we're like the magic school bus that way. <laughs> e- except we're a van that's using nothing but like uh, those uh, breakdown no tires. <laughs> and we had windows, but we put plywood over them. Oh, so we, so we look like an abandoned crack den. Excellent. Yes, and someone wrote rape van on the side of it. Ah, Actually, doesn't have locks. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Yeah. So so, or go ahead. I was gonna say so. I've been up to stuff, but it's no good yeah, transition so how was your there. Week? <laughs> I speaking of segues. Yeah, I'm 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 really happy there aren't video games coming out yet because I don't have a way of playing them except on my laptop, which means I'm playing lots of World of Warcraft and Warframe lately. And you know, Warframe's real good between the hours of 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. when you're like not quite tired enough to go to sleep, 
but you don't want to unpack boxes to find the power cable for your PS4. Mm-hmm. So yeah, lots of Warframe going on right now. I, uh, uh, but but more importantly, I want to talk to you about. Uh, we typically go to you for like the super nerdy stuff, but um, are you familiar with War Machine, the tabletop game? I am familiar with War Machine. I have never played it. I acknowledge its existence. I was a Warhammer person. Right, so as a as a War Machine player, as someone who said, I'm never going to fucking play a tabletop game again until I encountered War Machine, a game where I can have um, Cajun Witch Doctor, uh, uh, what you call them, alligator men that are armed with black hide wrestlers. Yes, that's a um, giant anthropomorphic uh, alligator in a Lucha Libre outfit kind of thing. Hmm fight the Russian army, but with, like, you know, Gundams, and then also at the same time go up against, like, a pirate army with also Gundams, but also that's, like, weirdly into necromancy and worshipping a dragon and, like... Where's the Vikings? That's probably technically in the Crix army, but also, like, that's kind of in Kador, which is the, um, which are the Russian dudes, so... So I, that also, that wasn't a complaint, that was a, at this point, I borderline demand slash expect this. <laughs> uh, the Trollbloods are Scottish. Ooh. Like, they have kilts. The Scottish? They, they have kilts and everything, and they're hard to kill. Like, it's, their whole thing is they have wounds, but I'm getting off point. But So, I don't typically have much to talk about in War Machine, except for the fact that they've been unveiling some just really dumb models lately, but like, in the best way possible, and... Uh, Crix is the original Warhammer or War Machine army I play, and they just put out a model that's half of a fucking boat. Just half. It's, it's the back half of a boat, and the okay. flavor text for it is like it's uh, Scar, the pirate queen. Not important. She has horns, so maybe she's the Viking. She fucking rides into battle on the ghost of a ship. In this case, meaning the model is like. This giant fucking lunchbox-sized monstrosity that's just a tiny little model on top of it riding on a fucking boat. But not so a full boat. if you boat. ever had question, like, do inanimate objects have souls? And if so, can those souls stick around to seek vengeance upon the mortal plane? The oh, answer to both your questions is yes. War Machine's fucking great that way. Like, it's like, huh, that's dumb. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I... I I found my War Machine models as part of the move, and we've been threatened to maybe start doing some tabletop stuff with SWS. I'm like, yeah, I should buy more of these. No, no, I shouldn't. But the Gator Men now have a giant sacrificial altar that uses they used to power voodoo. Uh, that's a real good compelling point there. Yeah, it's a giant <laughs> foot-tall altar for Gator Men that were top hats and shit. Ooh, top hats. Very dapper. Yeah, I... They have a character called Wrong Eye. He is a witch. Do- he is a witch doctor alligator in a top hat. It's like you are a dapper murderer, my friend. That's awesome. Yes, it is. I. If you ever wondered, like, hey, is there a really weird tabletop game out there for collecting minifigs that like has a sense of humor and has steampunk and has like mecha in it, but also occasionally has like the mecha fight a gator in luchador outfits or like a giant swamp octopus this is that Mm -hmm. game like i've been in games where i've had an alligator fight a werewolf fight a mech and like didn't bat an eye yeah 
Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but most of this has all been me leading up to the most important news as of late, which is uh, my, my favorite of the garbage TV shows is back. Lucifer? Unreal. This uh, Lucifer looks plausible by comparison to Unreal. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, Unreal is the is a fictional scripted show about the making of a reality TV show that's like if you uh, that's done kind of like semi documentary style and they're serious about it. Like this isn't like some like oh ha ha. This is like now this shit is real and edgy, and if you didn't work in the entertainment industry, you'd be like, none of this happens on reality TV. And as someone who has worked in the entertainment industry, it's totally how they make those shows. And like when you're watching it in a fictitious setting, you're like, oh man, this industry is fucked up, yo. <laughs> this is terrible. This has all happened. Mm-hmm. But like every season gets more and more implausible, but still because it's reality TV based. Totally within the yeah that 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 might happen actually yeah mm-hmm. that's probably happened on the set of The Bachelor at some point <laughs> but I'm very happy that's back I can't even recommend people watch it like it's like it's only for people that worked on a reality TV show at one point or like like are really you need into to be re- in the industry yeah like it, it's not a bad show but it's also like just the hottest garbage show it's so bad unless you've like seen these things happen and then you're sitting there going, oh, I can't believe someone let them put this on TV. They're revealing the secrets of how the horribleness is made. <laughs> Don't mind me just pouring myself a drink. Yeah, you, you could fucking call the show like fucking Mind Games the series and it would be an accurate description. Mind Games the series? Well, so like, I, this is kind of where I've ruined reality TV shows for some of my relatives. Like, those shows, despite quote being reality TV, are the most like highly produced, almost scripted fucking things ever. And they do this by like psychologically profiling people and like purposely assembling casts they know are gonna fight each other. Oh, of course. And then they like they edit. Also, yeah. I was gonna say they also chop it to make things look in ways that they didn't happen, like. I can remember watching or listening to, I think it was Adam Carolla talked about how they used to splice, uh, uh, forget which show he was on, but the way they would splice, it would be like, they would make it look like a person got upset about a thing and then yeah. they got in a fight. When it turns out those two events happened on different days. Yeah. Like they do stuff like that constantly or like, they'd be like, so-and-so was asleep on the set. They literally closed their eyes for like 30 seconds yeah. and they just walked the camera around them once. So it looked, and then they just dragged it out to make it look like it happened for like an hour. Yeah, and the show goes into that shit and also like the show focuses a lot on like every like, there are producers on the show whose jobs are to like stir up shit and say stuff to the cast members. They're a cast, they're not just people. Like they they're being actively manipulated and lied to and it's like if you take a step back and look at some of the stuff it's like okay, these people are kept in like social isolation have, like, weirdly scripted lives that are under surveillance 24-7. Is this TV, or is this, like, how you interrogate someone? It's just me- our mental self- de- or mel- mental destruction, the show. Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's basically frequently people are, like, borderline malnutritious, or mal- uh, malnourished, pumped full of alcohol, 
and then like paired off in situations they're know are gonna go bad. So I got a question for you, Charlie. Yeah. Is this how you wrangle me and Alex? I wish I was this devious. <laughs> I really do. Like this is some like this is some like manipulative mind game bullshit. Like you know in movies where like a to be a true producer on these shows, you have to be unbelievably talented at this. Like they they hire shrinks specifically for these jobs. But like these are the people that start like cults and stuff like that. Where like you go from like man, I had a good breakfast today to like at the end of the day, you're like my breakfast this morning was subpar and terrible because so and so told me it was, and Shauna's breakfast was better even though it was the exact same fucking breakfast that she got three strawberries and you got two. And that's obviously a slight somehow. Like, it's this weird, like, you'd swear they were adding something to the water to, like, increase paranoia. But no, it's being kept in a perpetual state of unrest and lies. That does explain how on so many of these shows, like, they chalk it up to, like, oh, people are just under stress, which they are, but people are, like... Yeah, they're... The average human being does not flip out like they do on reality TV. Even on shows like fucking, like, Food Network, where people are, like, flipping out and throwing shit, and it's like... Yeah. That's just really not a Like, it's often manufactured, like, um... Try and picture the question that's asked occasionally to get some of the, like, answers they give when people are talking, like... Because it's obviously an answer to a question, and they're obviously been asked, like, multiple questions. Like, it's it's some weird, like, Soviet programming activation. Like, it's asking the right series of questions the right way to just, like, intentionally piss someone off or, like, spiral them down. Or, like, like as much as I make jokes about how, like, you're unbelievably pale, like, it, it, it'd be like, what if I just talked about how unbelievably pale you were all the time as being your only good feature? Like, that's kind of what this is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. just the, the nostalgia of all the pale comments is swelling up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're totally right. The It is totally possible for them to just manipulate people and just kind of, like, play off of their wants and needs and basically just through the power of, I guess, like, the power of suggestion and whatnot, just convince people of wrong information. And then once people are on edge and just don't know what to believe, they disbelieve everything. And even that can be because that is yeah, predictable, that can be used. It's, it's one of those ones where I never worked full-time on a reality TV show. I've done some work on them. And, like, the first season of that show had me going, like, who the fuck let this get made? Like, this is some, like, how the sausage is made shit that you... This is the recipe of how you make a reality TV show. Like that this is the recipe. really gets under the skin of like, no, those things are fucking terrible. And that's in season three now. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so either no one's like enough people are watching it that like it's keeping getting made, but like maybe the right people aren't watching it, or like they're dismissing it as like, oh, this doesn't happen. Like, yes, yeah, some insane things happen on that show, but like the the overarching plot is like, yep, this is how the show hurt. This is how they work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What have you been up to? You've been on, I've been on the podcast for a while. No, I have not. And uh, a lot of it's spent at work because that robot project I keep talking about is like the fullest of swing. So I'm going to start off with the sports thing, which is uh, in hockey. I was playing recently and I was in the corner and I tried to pass the puck out to my teammate, and the opposing team intercepted it, so I was literally, like, 15 feet out of the net in the corner. 
Opposing team grabs it, guy shoots it. I managed to run Superman dive out as far as I can and fucking got it somehow. Um, nice. So, other than that, um, today I started watching a new Netflix show called Remind. And have you ever thought to yourself, what if you took the Saw movies? Okay. You're, you replaced all of the cast with backstabbing, psychopathic, shitty teenagers, and you had it produced in Japan. Okay. You now have this show. <laughs> I got a video game you might want to check out. Probably. Um, you first. Uh, Daigon Rampa. Daigon Rampa. It's kind of a graphic novel, but like, uh, I think that's the right one. There's one that's basically like the story of, hey, there's 40 of you in a school only one gets to leave, kill each other, or prove us wrong, whatever. Yeah. So this one, it starts off with 12 girls all wake up in a, basically, they're at a dining room table. The room's covered in chains and other Saw movie-style bullshit. And every so often, one of them just disappears. Okay. And they're trying to figure out why they're there. and. uh pretty good so far um it's completely or it's really terrible though like it, it it's a stupid horror movie at the end of the day like there are so many moments that make no sense like there's a scene where like black oil starts dripping from the ce- ceiling and they're they think that it's supposed to remind them of an event at high school where the lacrosse team had a donut stand and they spilled oil and my immediate thought is like, that is not the type of oil you make donuts in. That is motor oil that is pouring out of the walls. If you were to pour, use motor oil to make donuts, you would have very dead customers. Take a chocolate donuts. Don't lie. Chocolate donuts come from motor oil. You heard it here first. Hydrocarbons are chocolate. Yep. Charlie proclaimed. Local podcaster changes the chemistry and the game on chocolate with the inclusion <laughs> of motor oil. I really hope that the uh, you walking away gets captured there because... There's something nice, but like you're like, yep, fuck it. He's saying this shit. I'm gonna walk away now. <laughs> I di- I dip my head under my desk because I dropped what I was holding because I have 80 fucking D H fucking D, and I need to like fidget with shit the entire time. So donut have- oil though, donut oil. Yeah, so donut oil. And I'm like fucking what? Um. So the show has a lot of like, are you serious moments, and they're if you're like me and you like to watch these types of shows and laugh your ass off, it's great. If you like the Saw movies, this is just more bizarre. And if you like Japan and horror, like this, it's just all that shit. So it's it's catered to me. Um, but I cannot sit here and tell you it is for everyone. It is not that great. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good, but <laughs> oh, I'm saying quite the opposite, which is why I like it. Um, yeah. Let's see. I saw. Oh, so speaking of anime, is real. Um, unfortunately I did not get to watch all of this. I got called in the middle of it and my, uh, friends kept watching it and then I got to come back and it was a very long phone call, but, uh, me and my friends started watching on, uh, Netflix. They have the live action full metal alchemist movie. Holy fucking shit. Whose idea was this? That's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, for anyone who's, or I'm pretty sure that it follows the original storyline, not the brotherhood storyline. And uh, have you ever wondered what it'd be like if they took the entirety of Full Metal Alchemist, tried to condense the whole show into a hour and a half movie, 
and did it really terribly, what would the byproduct be? That's this film. <laughs> you can go watch it right now. Yeah. If you want to see the, if you've watched and enjoyed Full Metal Alchemist and if you were wondering what the storyline looks like at breakneck pace and some of the like storytelling devices they have to use to like just everything is so abbreviated and like entire plot lines are condensed down to single sentences. Like it is an interesting experiment in how fast can you cover 52 episodes of material? <laughs> like it is crazy. Um, see, um, uh, I guess sticking with the things I watched, um, I showed my girlfriend the show Steinsgate, so I got to watch through Steinsgate again, and, uh, spoiler, and now I you are single. And now I'm single. Nah, she liked it. Uh, fortunately. Um, she watched, uh, Sailor Moon when she was growing up. I'm like, excellent, I've gotten in. This, this just might work. Yeah, the um, jump there's pretty big. <laughs> the, yes, they are very dissimilar shows. If she was a card uh, captor Sakura fan, then yeah, it's totally Steinsgate, but <laughs> well, she used to watch uh Pokemon and Steinsgate, so I'm like, okay, I've 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 got a base, I can build yes, on this. Pokemon and Steinsgate, those classic right. 90s Pokemon TV and, shows. Pokemon and Sailor Moon. <laughs> Steinsgate, a show that takes place in 2010. Or WB 2014. Kids, WB Kids was pulling a wide net with those two. They're like, eh, maybe oh, yeah, maybe they'll be into weird sci-fi murder porn. <laughs> or they'll be into Pokemon. We don't know which. Yep. Yeah, so when uh, the problem is that four kids got the rights to Steingate back in the 90s, and uh, they completely dumbed it down and removed all the swearing, the nudity, and the graphic uh, horror. So, you But know. they kept the violence for some reason. But they oddly reason. kept all the violence. Yeah, no. They, you, you're right. Yep. They just covered it, and uh, they made all the blood purple um, was, was, was how they handled that. Yeah. Um, I am just... The, today is my day of lies. I'm just making yeah. shit up left and right. Um, yeah. Except Full Metal Alchemist I, movie. That is very real. Well, <laughs> except for the fact that like, in the 90s, TV shows were totally recoloring like shit in anime and like superimposing stuff so they could just bring anime over as kid shows. So many of the best like kid shows like Teen Titans and when are like, this was an adult show that we dumbed the fuck down for you. Yeah. Like, Outlaw Star just flat out lost an episode when they were running it for, like, normal primetime TV, and they're like, oh, it's on Adult Swim? Yeah, we found an extra episode. It's the Hot Spring one. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah. Also very believable. I, yes, it, it, that's exactly what happened. Um, to say, uh, in my real-life news, um, I recently went driving around, uh, I need or me and my girlfriend went driving around looking for a half decent like asian grocery store near me because i'm like i really want to get my hands on like pake ramen and like real like uh asian long bean and like bok choy and like real food and whatnot and i wound up driving around and uh turns out not all of those grocery stores are created equal no there is a hierarchy to asian grocery stores yeah um, fortunately I was able to find one halfway decent one near me and it was fucking packed. <laughs> um, which I was a little surprised at, but they had like live crab and stuff that you could buy there. So they were pretty awesome. Um, and I was like, okay, when we come back here and it's not crab, we're getting mochi and you and I are eating fucking ice cream. Um, but that, so that was a fun thing to do. Um, and if you haven't done that in your own local area, I highly recommend it. Asian uh, markets have like 
really fucking good food. Um, it's often cheaper than normal grocery stores, too. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. That said, a lot of things. I've actually been, like, reading the package on, like, Ramane and, like, Pocky. You can get it at a regular grocery store. And there is definitely a distributor within the United States that is, like, importing, slapping labels on it with their logo in addition, and then distributing it in the United States. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, As opposed to back in the oldie days, I remember when I went to a freaking comic book store, asked if they had Ramane, and the guy said, I... It's hard to work with the supplier because they don't speak English. And you actually were talking to Japan when you wanted something. And now we just have yeah. American suppliers. Um, or import suppliers. I complain about this a lot. I think yeah. just young Jeff really wanted some fucking pocky. Well, like, so the <laughs> issue is we grew up in the era of Japanese import sites, which I don't know if you ever had to... Do you ever use it? At they still Japan? exist. Yeah, but not in the same way because you can just buy some of that shit now. Like, well, or they when I say they still exist, there are things that are still only available in Japan that I want. Yeah. They're mostly music albums and uh guitars. Like Edward Guitar Company. Huh. Um, which is a subsidiary of ESP that's stationed in Japan so that they can get away with quote unquote lawsuit guitars. Um which means that they dodge American copyrights. <laughs> um but uh yeah, no, those websites still exist. They're just so much more stuff's just readily available in the United States or has been imported already and redistributed by a dis- an American distributor. Hmm. Um, and you young whippersnappers don't know how good you had it. I fucking before Amazon and bullshit. Um, shut up, old that? man. Go back to your corner and play with your stick in a hoop. Remember when Amazon um, sold books? <laughs> Real books, not like through their goddamn audio website or their Kindle thing. Um, I guess back on the movie train, uh, I recently noticed, and, uh, I don't know how this fell through the cracks on me, and I need to, this is one of those where Jeff noticed a movie's on Netflix, and Jeff needs to go watch said movie on Netflix, but hasn't done it yet, which is, there's a Battle Royale too. Yep. And I did not know that that movie existed, or that Netflix has it, and they also have Battle Royale 1, so. If you have not seen Battle Royale 1, that one I will say. Everyone should go see. It you gotta make sure great. it's the right battle royale, though. There's oh, a it's couple. The, there's or a it's couple the Japanese one. Yeah, then you're fine. Like the American original release one was bad. Oh no, no, no it's not that. It's the it's the Japanese release battle royale, uh, or as I like to think of it, the Hunger Games. Um, no, no, the Hunger Games just the weird American remake of Battle Royale, Jeff. It really is, and that's what makes me love it. And I'm not a big fan of the other thing. Um. So, outside of that, uh, New England weather has been juking the shit out of me. Um, as me and Charlie were talking about in the non-existent preamble, that to- or there is no preamble. We just say the intro, and then I sing the whole intro music just like in one big note. I it, it's a lot of vocal training enabled me to do that. Further um, added to the conspiracy that all of this is scripted. Yes, all of this is scripted, and I make up everything. Um, but it keeps getting me. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna go play paintball this weekend. It's like fucking seventy today. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And then it fucking snows like a day later, and literally there's like no transition period. Like there's no cooling of the weather. It isn't like oh, it was you know, seventy on Monday. Tuesday was kind of cold. Wednesday was kind of cold. Thursday it snowed. It's more like it was seventy on Monday. Tuesday it snowed. Like the swing in temperature is 
ridiculous. Um, moving beyond that, uh, you know how I've had like a real shit history with like keeping plants alive. Sure, we'll we'll contain it to just plants. Yeah. Um. So I finally have a bon, or I finally got a bonsai tree to germinate, and, and it I lit itself it. on fire. It lit itself on fire promptly. It said, uh, "Life is too, or life is too precious to spend it with you," and then it shot itself in the head with an incendiary grenade, and that's where the fire came from. It shot itself with a grenade. Wow, <laughs> incendiary grenade. Uh, uh, it was one of the ones from like, uh, what's it called, Goldeneye, where you threw it and then like just the whole floor just exploded. It's the shot with a grenade part, like threw a grenade, hit itself with a grenade. These are all verbs that are correct. Shot itself with a grenade. What? Haven't you ever seen an umbrella with a gun in it? Yes, I'm insinuating there are grenades with guns in them. So it's the grenade that draws on you as you throw it. <laughs> yes. Little hands pop out. And then it casts fireball at your head. <laughs> um. Oh. <laughs> oh, but hopefully I'll have real bonsai trees soon. Um, and if the package isn't lying to me at all, it'll be a blue maple bonsai tree. Cool. Um, so let's see. Other than that, I've been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering. And um onto the two video game things I've been playing at all. You actually played a video game? I know. I played two of them. Um, I finally got through ending B of Nier Automata. That game is still good. Yep, still good. That game's only... My only gripe with that game is any... If you're a game developer out there and you're listening to this podcast and you ever thought to yourself, I'm going to come up with this really cool section and the player's going to have to move or walk through this section super slowly and it's not a stealth mission, just don't do it. Just stop. <laughs> just don't add it. Because everything else in your automata is great, and the sections where you're completely hamstrung suck. <laughs> um, and the game would have been fine without them. Um, and they could have been written around or completely removed. It would have been just fine. <laughs> but the rest of the game is completely amazing. Um, I'm enjoying the storyline. Getting through endings A and B... I am enjoying the game actually more now than I did in, in ending uh, A or B, now that I'm working towards C, because the characters, now that the story has progressed, they're now emotionally invested in their universe, and like the power of like living this storyline with them, and then watching how they react is, is very impactful, I think, as a viewer. And I think that's really good storytelling, and I really enjoy the game so far. Yeah. Um, so, good game. And I've also been playing Chloe's Revenge, a.k.a. Uncharted Lost Legacy. I've heard well, good things about that one. If you like Uncharted, uh, it's more Uncharted. What I've found that it's great for is uh, passing the controller back and forth with like my girlfriend or my friends or like my roommate's friends. Because what you can do is it'll let you change the difficulty on the fly. Huh. So I can make my section be on hard and her section be on easy. So she doesn't get frustrated. And when I get hand the controller, I don't just blow through everything. Like it actually allows you to balance the game really well and have like a consistent level of progression. It's really good. Um, also, Nadine and Chloe make for a great 
pairing. Yeah, I'm um, still sad it's not what I wanted out of that game, which is just Nathan Drake fucking sucks. Everything goes right for them. Oh, yes. No, that would that would have been a phenomenal game. Fortunately, Chloe seems to have inherited Drake's shit luck. Yeah. <laughs> she roll or she rolls with it pretty similarly to the way he does, too. The, the kind of like awkward smile, like, oh, I thought we both or I thought you understood I would be departing you with all your shit. Bye. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it's like I've killed a lot of people today. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Killing is wrong. You, you've killed a hundred people to get here. Wrong. <laughs> no one has to die. <clears throat> no one else has to die. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You got anything else, or is it time for news? I'd say that basically brings us to time for news. Time for news, and the sound box is not here this week, so we have no intro music. But I'm gonna start this off with: we are literally recording this podcast a day too early. The Nintendo Direct, the um, Trump video game summit bullshit is all literally happening the day after we record this. I apologize that's not in this week's episode. We will get to that if it winds up being worth talking about. And like the shitstorm surrounding both of them feels like it might be. Mm -hmm. Like there's a chance I might be seeing some insane shit and the Bayonetta 3 gameplay tomorrow, which I am excited about, but... Moving on to stuff we actually can talk about. Right off the bat, uh, were you on the podcast when they we talked about how Mario is no longer a plumber? Uh, no, I was not. Well, so Nintendo got out there and made Mario not a plumber. They have since reversed that, and now Mario is a plumber again. Oh. I. Okay. So yeah. what, was he doing his hiatus? Unemployed? A squirrel? I, I don't remember exactly Turtle. what it was, but... Was he professionally... Or... No, he's a raccoon that throws fire. Yep, yes. that sounds right. That sounds like a profession you can get into. Yes, that sounds like an adult. That sounds like a profession for an adult man. Uh, yeah, it's lots of dumb news this week. Uh, moving on from that, <laughs> though. Uh, so this one may hit a little close to home on you, Jeff. Uh, what do you think the highest selling game in Capcom history is? Capcom Resident Evil Four. Wrong. It's Monster Hunter World with seven point five million units. And how many units is that in copies of Resident Evil 4? I don't know. Well, so, I and only understand. <laughs> you, you, you actually, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you actually bring up an interesting point. Like, Remember, this is Capcom. They have made the Resident Evil games. They have made all the Street Fighter games. There is a question out there that says, does that include like all the re-releases? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. Jeff himself has bought a Resident Evil 4 a million times already. I have it through Steam, I have it on the Wii, I have it on the PS4, I have it on the PS3, and the PS2. The only thing I'm missing is the original GameCube release, but that required me to buy a fucking GameCube. Yeah, I... Which is not off the table completely, but still pretty unlikely. You get that sweet GameCube chainsaw controller. Yeah. That physically that... hurt to hold. Yep, I can get that, and then I'll just play... Maj or, uh, not Majora's Mask. Wind Waker, and, uh, fucking... Resident Evil 4. And then I <laughs> guess Super Smash Brothers? I don't know other games for the yeah, GameCube offhand. I've, yeah, so I've, again, it's not totally clear exactly what highest selling game of all time means in this exact case when you have a company that has like nine different versions of the same game out there. Is that a cumulative Resident Evil or is like each different version uh, 
separate number in this. But regardless, Monster Hunter World has reached 7.5 million units sold and shipped and downloaded and stuff, which, as someone who was super nervous, like, I, I know I love Monster Hunter, but when they were like, hey, it's doing well, I'm like, yay, yay it is, awesome. The time is right for Monster Hunter, finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just nice to see. Uh, moving on from that to other things that are bizarre and unlikely to see in my lifetime, but apparently happening. Diablo 3 may be coming to the Switch. That is a interesting place to have that. Yes! Uh, as someone who thinks that Diablo 3 is better on the consoles than the PC and who really enjoyed the PS4 version of that game, this is kinda cool. The Switch continues to be a bizarre dumping ground for games that came out three, four years ago on other consoles, but let's not dig too much into that. I A story ran on Eurogamer, which suggests that, yes, Diablo's indeed coming to the Switch. Uh, maybe that'll be part of tomorrow's direct. Who knows? It's not clear what version of that's coming, but Blizzard also got out there and showed off a Diablo Nightlight, so whatever at this point. Uh, enough rumors exist on this that maybe some version of Diablo's coming to the Switch. Maybe not the Diablo you know and love, but who the hell knows? Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. So speaking of the Switch, uh, Nintendo fans were rightfully outraged that the Monster Hunter World game was not coming to the Switch. Uh, the Nintendo consoles have been the kind of long-time home since their departure from the PSP for Monster Hunter, and rightfully so, some people are kind of peeved that the latest iteration is not coming to the new Nintendo console. Iron Galaxies? I, hmm? Considering that Bayonetta 2 went to, the, went to Nintendo, I feel no empathy. I, yeah, I'm kind of with you on this one, but at the same time, as someone who can play Monster Hunter World, sucks to be them. I mean, the amount of times that franchises jumped consoles throughout history, this is the one where we're going to stop the presses uh, it's, on? Apparently, it's the answer, and it probably doesn't help that a, um, like, within, like, at the same time Monster Hunter World got announced, another Monster Hunter game came out on the Switch in Japan called um, Triple Cross, I believe. That's, like, it's an inf it is an obviously inferior game to... Monster Hunter World. It's like graphically, gameplay wise, it's again like a, it's really a DS port to a console at that point. I mean, could the Switch even really handle the so, graphics and everything in Monster Hunter? Capcom got out there and said, no, it can't, and we have no plans to port it and stuff like that. And we talked about that a couple weeks ago, maybe even a month at this point. What is news is Iron Galaxies, uh, maker of many fine video games and also the people that helped bring Skyrim to the Switch got out there and said, hey Capcom, you want us to take a run at it? Mm-hmm. So I maybe mean, I'll... Yeah. At the end of the day, most of it is contractual and the idea of exclusives and whatnot from the console makers, because they do pay for that right. So I mean, at the, if they have a contract you know, with Sony or, or it's Sony and PC, right? Yeah. Or Xbox doesn't have it? Or does Xbox have it? Xbox has it. The, it. the The reality is, depending on how you want to look at this, like the Xbox community for Monster Hunter World does exist. This game is fucking living on the PS4. That's where the strong community is. It's coming to the PC eventually. Like I didn't wait because this is a console game, and like 
this thing started off years ago on the PS2. It's kind of a weird homecoming moment for me. I can think of tons of reasons why they wouldn't do it. Most are if they have a contract with one of the with any of the console providers that they're going to keep it on their console because every console wants exclusivity if they can get it. Like, hey, you yeah. want to play this game by my console? Yeah, it's not and, truly exclusive, but like it's a lot of the DLC they've been rolling out. I think it's only on the PS4 or. Well, like uh, the stuff based on Horizon Zero Dawn is definitely on, on the PS4. Well, yeah, because Horizon Zero Dawn's a yeah. PS4 game. I don't know if the uh, Street Fighter stuff came to the P- to the Xbox One or not, but I there definitely is some favoritism going on. I, I as someone who would find it cool to take Monster Hunter on the road with me, I, I go back and forth on the Switch. I do not like. We need to stop using Skyrim as the measure of like, hey, this thing can totally run that thing. Skyrim's almost a decade old if it's not already a decade old at this point. Like and the Switch version is not the super HD version you can get now for PC or Xbox or PS4 at this point. Like it's like old Skyrim. Yep. Yes, it's got some Zelda stuff in it. Yes, it's a little bit cleaned up and optimized, but yeah, like I you can run Skyrim on a Nvidia Shield, I think, at this point. It's not the best Skyrim and you're not running it with mods, but I mean, games aside, there's just no version of the world where someone can make the claim, uh, what's it called? No one can make the claim that those are equivalently strong products. Yeah, no, it's the, the they Switch. They just aren't. <laughs> yeah, the Switch is not as powerful. Like, Even if somehow yeah. a PS4 ran fucking, um, what's it called? If a PS4 somehow managed to run Skyrim shittier than the Switch, the PS4 still a stronger console. Yeah, it's... it's- like and people always point to like Zelda and how good Mario looks, and the reality is like those games look great, but they're also heavily outstyled and they're first party game. Like it's like the comparison would be, man, those Uncharted uh, those Uncharted games look fucking amazing because they're made by people that have a direct line to the people that make the fucking console. Yeah, like God of War looks great, and I'm sure it would look great on any console, but the fact that it's a Sony owned studio means like, hey. Can someone help us fix this issue in the system? Yeah, it's a conversation that can happen. What is the most number of polygons I can get into this? Yeah. What can we do to get above that number? What have the R&D nerds figured out lately you can run with our graphics chip? Okay, this, cool. Exactly. What's the best optimization? Yeah, no, that that all makes sense. Companies yeah. being, being in bed with each other and sharing ideas absolutely makes things work better. Yeah, I... Again, like as much as I would love to see it come to the Switch, I don't think it's going to. But yeah, Iron Galaxies, take a whack, a whack at this. I'm glad you're out there doing stuff that's cool like this, though, too. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about NVIDIA GeForce stuff, or you want to talk about weird Black Ops stuff? Ooh, weird Black Ops stuff sounds too good, or too too much fun. Let's start with the other one. Okay, so... Um, I, I'm I'm always a uh, give-me-the-good-thing-last. Sure, no, I'm, I'm kind of with you on this one. I... So, God, I think we talked about this so long ago that you were a consistent guest on this podcast. Uh, but uh, GeForce announced many moons ago at this point that they're going to start offering a streaming service. Basically, any laptop or hardware you had, you could use to stream games to it. And for $15 an hour, something like that. Yeah, I, it was I something know. unworldly expensive. Yes, it was not great at the time. But the time is now. You can sign up for the NVIDIA GeForce Now beta. 
They will send you an invite when you do that. Like in prep, you can download the app. Like it's a coming. It recommends you have a 50 megabyte per second connection or faster, but you know, it's kind of cool. Someone's actually doing this. Like we've been talking about it for years at this point. Sony kind of does it with the PlayStation now, but yep. No, we definitely talked about how it's a good idea that is cost prohibitive at the moment. Yeah. One day we'll be there ideally. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, the time for now, the, the time for the future is now. And speaking of the future, What's the dumbest way you could potentially confirm what the next Call of Duty is going to be? Uh, on a tattoo, as a tattoo on the arm of one of the de- or one of the owners of the company at E3. What if I said <laughs> it was on the hat of a sports person? Hmm. What sport? Basketball. Hmm. If it was archery, I would have said no. That's a dumb fucking idea either way. Um. Yeah. No. That's fucking dumb. Uh, so. I I don't know much about basketball, so some guy whose last name is Harden, I assume, has a picture of himself on the NBA on ESPN Twitter account wearing a fucking Black Ops 4 hat. How do we know it's a Black Ops 4 hat? Because it's the same logo as Black Ops 3 with four bars instead of three. So what if I were to tell you that if you know anyone who has Photoshop and you pay a custom hat manufacturer that... Uh, whatever amount they charge, which usually isn't very much, they will put whatever fucking dick-shaped logo you want on any hat. Yes, except for the fact that... I'm sure this was then pr- proceeded to be actually confirmed, but... Yes, it, it's, hoping that's it's been source-confirmed that, uh, yeah, it's a Black Ops 4 hat. Okay. I mean, at that point, I'm gonna start putting, like, Black... I should make Black Ops 69 hats. <laughs> what would that look like in numerals? In numerals? Uh... See, it's a big pair of balls, and then a shaft, and then a head. Okay, so it's just the normal Call of Duty logo. Got it. It's just the normal Call of Duty logo. Got right? it. Got You'll it. You'll see it on the end of most people's guns now that they have that sticker functionality. Got it. Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> that game's taking some weird turns. I mean, in a way, they're taking risks, which I appreciate, and then they don't at the same time. It's, it's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Death taxes in a new Call of Duty game. You can set your watch by them. <laughs> yeah. I used to think it was going to be Death Taxes and, um, what's it called? Assassin's Creed games, but then they, uh, they, they drove that one straight into yeah. the fucking planet. New one's good, allegedly. I just don't care about Assassin's Creed anymore. Yeah, no, they, they did, they, you did this to me. Yeah. You did this to me, Ubisoft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that does it for news this week, uh, which leads us to our main topic, and our main topic is, I think that one that, if you listen to the podcast, it shouldn't totally surprise you but i'm gonna let jeff take it away on this one so basically or do you want me to talk about the big part or just dive into the topic topic uh start with the big part first so the big part is unfortunately it seems that my time with something wicked studios is most likely pretty much yes coming to an end yeah um it's scheduling just isn't there not or not always on my end but also doing things at times that accommodate me is not easy for charlie and alex and it's easier for them to podcast on other days and also being up at 11 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock to midnight my time when i get up for work at five in the morning fucking kills me yeah um and after doing this for two years it is 
coming to be the time, unfortunately, for me to hang the skates up. <laughs> um, I am definitely going to be around for episode 100. I'm not going to be completely gone, I don't think. Yeah, it, um, you'll probably show up every once in a while, but... My being here consistently or any of that, unfortunately, will be coming to an end. But, um... So, what we wanted to talk about today, because even though I'll probably be on episode 100, it didn't seem like during a time, like episode 100, provided we make it, which I'm pretty confident we will, should be a celebration. Yeah, should be a celebration of the life of something Wicked Studios and what we've done up to this point, not my death or my death. Yes. Because uh, yes. uh, clearly I'm going to kill myself after All this. All of Alex's jokes are finally coming true. Yes, Jeff is going off to the Shadow Realm. Yeah, I, <laughs> we want episode 100 to literally be, holy shit, why has no one stopped us? Yeah, no, no kidding. No, seriously. This is so, on you, people. <laughs> so basically, uh, the topic that I came up with for this week when I floated off Charlie, or bounced off Charlie, was uh, what I have learned in having, or what we've learned, I guess, as well, in having a podcast for two freaking years. And before we get oh. to that, I want to pause for a second so I can insert the uh, the best of Jeff into here. Yes, that was dead air. That was intentional. That was a joke. <laughs> the best moments of Jeff when he's silent. Yeah, what everyone doesn't realize is the best Jeff episodes have been the last like four of them without yeah. him. <laughs> um, uh, uh, to, to give you some major kudos, though, you are going out on top right now with our you are the creator and sole voice in our highest viewed piece of content on the YouTube channel. It Ooh. finally surpassed our old Destiny videos. Uh, we still get people trying to convince us to watch Ruby or that the game's not that bad on a semi-monthly basis. <laughs> now, I, uh, I like that I'm getting superlatives at the end of this. Ah. <laughs> these, these are going on my achievement awards. My my uh, little, or I think I can spend these on gamer points or something in the Xbox store or some shit. Nintendo will convert them to discounts. Yes, exactly. Um, but uh, I guess jumping into... Um, I wrote like some little things here that were uh, uh, kind of things that I kind of learned about podcasting in this amount of time, um, which I guess I'll start off with is uh, the first one is I'm amazed I'm here. Um, <laughs> yeah, like uh, all our jokes that, aside about holy shit, like we got this far. We this, got this far. Well, one, we got this far. Two, throughout my life, I've had the opportunity to be a like a techie there are two types of people in this world there's techies and there's actors and there's actors and actresses want to be in the spotlight and i wish people could see me gesticulating with my hands right now because i'm like pushing imaginary people to my left and my right um that there are people who want to be in the spotlight and there are people who want to be in the background and i am absolutely one of the background people i am not a spotlight person i pl like playing open mics is like the closest thing but i don't I, I I don't go and like seek attention. That's just not me at all. And the fact that I'm here doing this is just so contrary to my personality. Is I found that I always found that very surprising. Um, and on top of it, from like a lot of like the D and D podcasts or other podcasts I listen to, so many other podcasting hosts are like they either do improv comedy or they'll do things like that, and like. Because basically, if you want to be good at vamping or just talking for an hour, you need to just practice talking and going through situations. And yeah. I don't do that shit. 
Um, I do D&D, which is improv, but, like, I've never done improv lessons. I've never done anything with, like, a group or anything like that. Just, like, other than me and my friends dicking around. So I guess they actually kind of attest the whole, like, hanging out with my buds and just, like, hanging out with Charlie and Alex and just having a good time because it's genuinely just me having a good time. I'm not practiced at this <laughs> other than no, almost 100 fucking episodes yeah, I couldn't tell that I was fucking talking out my ass for two fucking years. <laughs> um, say, let's see. Uh, my other thing is, all right, the other thing that I wrote down basically is that if you ever are out there and you're thinking about doing a podcast, basically everything I just said, like entitled or wrapping up in that is, I am nobody in particular. Like, if I can do this, anyone can. Like, yeah, they, I am a regular garden variety person. I poop like I have creaky bones and like aches and pains and I have crappy days and I have good days and I have days I don't want to be on this podcast and days I can't wait to be and days that I'm just like, I just want the world to go away. Like I am 100% just like a regular person. Like I do my ta- I, I did my taxes this Friday. Like it, I do Ooh, so much nautics. Yeah, I, spender. They owe me, but um, <laughs> like I, I am completely a normal person. And one of the things that I often talk to with a lot of my friends or people that I've known throughout my life, where they'll be like, I'll go up to them and be like, "Hey, you know what's new?" And they'll say nothing or something like that. And one saying nothing to that question is the biggest fucking conversation ender on the planet. Two, I've always been a firm believer that even if it's just like the most mundane, stupid bullshit like you know say it like get, people find it interesting it's just you know like oh what's new oh i ta- i uh you know I'm in tr- i tried a new cereal today cool tell me about that like fucking let's get into the yeah. cereal man yeah don't ever think that your life is boring the sun comes up just slightly different every single day like every day is full of interesting stuff if you're willing to pay attention to it yeah and at the same time too if you have a podcast Maybe you go out and do some shit every once in a while, too. Use it as an excuse. Yeah, no. This is a great excuse to go do things. I mean, maybe not so much for me because I suck at this, but, like, Charlie, absolutely. This has been a great way for you to, like, get out, do things. It's gotten you into, like, cool venues and stuff. Yeah. I mean, looking back, I think still my highlight in podcasting career is being told by Rickle Rose Sims to suck it. Yeah, that was, um, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, no, that that's that's probably my SWS highlight. Yeah, we all got one. <laughs> yeah. Um and stemming from this of like, you know, something happens every day and just kind of positive living and whatnot is also don't worry about success and don't do this for success. I know me and Charlie have talked about it a little bit, like me and Charlie, we joke around about saying we got into this for the biddies and whatnot, but that's just like not true. We do this because we enjoy it. We enjoy yeah, talking it's, to it's each other. It's always like, been fun. Yeah. There is no monetary reward at the end of the rainbow. I am. I do not anticipate I'll be cashing in on that sweet something Wicked Studios <laughs> non-existent stock well, now at any not, point. But... Yeah. Um, like that. And the thing is, is we started out with literally just you and me, first episode, no listeners. Literally, there was probably like six view listens of that, most of which were ourselves. And then somehow this has spiraled out to 
way more people than I ever anticipated. Yeah. I, last every, you told me, we have over a thousand listeners. Am I um, wrong in saying that? Something around there. Yeah, we have a, we have a thousand unique RSS subscribers. Yeah. And I, when Charlie first told me that, I was like, that is more the number of people on my Facebook total. Yeah. That this is reaching someone. And then when we got our first viewer mail, like yeah, hell, and, which. Go ahead. And anyone who's ever written into this podcast, or, and anyone who hasn't yet but is thinking about it, you have no idea how like, unbelievably happy getting listener mail makes us. Oh, yeah. No, thank you so much. Like, you have no idea how amazing you made this little podcast feel. Like, the fact that we're talking and someone's listening, like, it that didn't happen overnight. That We got our first listener mail probably, what, like, eight months ago? Uh, and shorter than that a little longer than that i think i don't know but like we still we were talking into the void for over a year like yeah we for a year we just did this we just did the grind and we just did it because we liked it not because like we even thought listener mail would happen like that was such a fever such a blue blue sky fever dream and thank you so much to everyone who's ever written in um so if you ever try or ever you ever want to do it, do it because you love it and things build over time. And, you know, if you people will listen. So, yeah, and that's kind of the magic and the wonder, wonder of the world. Like the fact that people are out there doing that, not just the there's no magic to this industry. It's the magic of the universe we're in and the people that are in it. Um, this is so the most now, off brand conversation you and I have ever had. I know this is this is me like pouring my soul out. It's yeah. so weird to hear. It's a little uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> we can make this all uncomfortable for everyone. Um, I'm actually that's the last of those I have to say. Yeah. Um, but the other things I, is one, uh, I never thought I'd have as much to say as I do on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we literally like, have hundreds of hours now of us me talking. just not shutting up. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what are your so qualifications? Yeah. What are my qualifications? I don't stop talking. Ooh, hmm, interesting. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, if you're ever going to get into doing this, one, uh, have separate mics. Uh, I have tried to do stuff before with friends with like a single microphone, like recording our D&D sessions and whatnot. And uh, if you don't have more than one microphone recorded independently, my lord, you create problems for yourself. Yeah. Sure Charlie could comment on that. Uh, I have so way many more. comments on that. Um, really what you want is to find a way to do different tracks, simultaneous recording, but that's for crazy people. So, yep. But that's basically the extent of my collective thoughts. It got gushy there for a minute, but I think we got through it. Nah, I, yeah, I, I feel bad <laughs> making the uncomfortable joke now. No, no, no. It was, it was a good joke. It, if you yeah. didn't comment on that, we're not friends. That's fair. Yeah. I, <laughs> And I guess, like, it's uh, to rewind some, like, back in the way early days of Something Wicked Studios, Jeff did the Died Dominion stuff for us, and, like, I moved across the country, I managed to, as a result of that, like, y you disconnect from people when you move across the country kind of thing, hell, like, going to college in two different places was me and Jeff talking a hell of a lot less than we used to oh, kind yeah. of thing, and... That was us talking a hell of a lot less than we do now, because yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, no, I... And the podcast is one of those things where kind of it's the I always wanted to do a podcast, and it was the question of like, well, who the fuck would you do a podcast for? Well, we do it for Sunwicked Studios, and 
we'll just starting to wind down and die dominions because those things were a pain in the ass to edit so oh god yeah let's do a podcast like fuck it why not like we'll do 10 episodes see if we're having fun if we're having fun we'll keep doing them i guess or we'll be really fucking bored who knows i remember going into my first like podcast with you and being like i really hope we don't have a lot of dead air and then we just We've never had a dead air problem. <laughs> partially because I years. fix it some, partially because, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of talking. <laughs> Learn your audio editing programs. Uh, uh, what's it called? A silence detection program. They're great. Mm-hmm. But, let's say, any other big things you think you learned over two years nah, of podcasting? I, I, I'm sure we'll talk about it some. I. If you're thinking about getting into podcast, maybe don't buy a full rig, but like my um my Zoom recorder device we use for all our uh in-person videos mobile. and yeah, yeah, mobile stuff. It's it's a fantastic little device that you crank out really high-end audio. Like it's uh, Are we forcing Alex to do ma- to do Mixler this week? Um he's doing No, we should have though. <laughs> Love you Alex. Oh. I'm only volunteering you for work. That you won't find out till Monday if you even listen to this. Yeah, that uh, the code word. The code word is, uh, Planet Eclipse, Alex. Sure. If you, if you don't say Planet Eclipse on the next podcast, I'll know that you didn't listen to this <laughs> one. Yeah, it, yeah. I, oh, Mixler. <laughs> <laughs> we have a magical relationship with Mixler. I, I'm amazed every time it's only it works. used in cars. <laughs> I. It's it's part of our vibe, man. Like it's just one of the things we do. As someone who every morning thinks about just starting to do Mixler out of my car on my drive to work, and now has a shorter drive to work, and is having a harder time not justifying that as like just me being angry at LA traffic. I it's I I the Mixler ones are probably our favorite at my episode. My favorite part of every podcast is always the preamble because it's just like uncut Raw. weirdness and the mixler is pure uncut weirdness it captures how much we hard cut between actual yeah. topics and just like the insanity of oh they really do transition what they're talking about that fast yeah i i, I like to think it's our style at the end of the day where it's like we don't do transitions we just flow from topic yeah. to topic like the news is there to give us structure we might function better if i was like here's five topics fucking figure it out now hmm. nah, I, i've been a guest host on a couple podcasts that i got actually yeah. or i don't know if i told you i listened to the one um i forget which podcast was the one where you're talking about star wars yeah uh fuck what's his N- name uh that like that was name. absolutely fantastic i don't know if i congratulate you on that and yeah, you can do I, it here publicly because that was <laughs> great yeah that was fun to talk about i may be um, back on there in the near future hey down in the podcast notes yeah, I'll put sure. a link up to that too if you're curious because we mentioned it again. I, I think I, 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 you, you found it, so I also remembered to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to hear me going on about Star Wars, yeah, I, it's, I, it's weird. Like so many podcasts out there take themselves so seriously. I, I, I feel honored to have contributed to the podcasts that are kind of like by the seat of their pants. <laughs> not by the seat of their pants because we do a fairly professional job at the end of the day, but kind of like we're designed to be fun. Like our podcasts run between an hour and two hours. Typically if at the end of the day, like you're looking forward to us, we provide an hour of escapism a week and mm. you get to hear us go on about dumbass gaming shit and food and like horrible things I've ingested and like 
sushi in the Midwest from Jeff. I I feel as though we've done our jobs at that point. I we we are, we are here to entertain as a podcast. Yeah, if you're informed by us, I, to quote the Daily Show's fantastic catchline for many years, informing more people than we probably should be allowed to. Mm-hmm. I I think it helps that every one of us seems to be able to take a joke. Yeah, like if one of us like gets or. I make fun of me faster than anyone else. <laughs> and I'm really fast at making fun of you too. Yeah. And and you've got and you've pretty much always got a good pale joke chambered. <laughs> I, I write them. I have a book of them. It's called the Pale Book. <laughs> Goes next to my dream journal. I wake up in the middle of the night and I write them down. Yeah. Sometimes they come to me, I, I whip out the book and I'm like, that's a good one. You gotta say them next time you see Jeff. <laughs> you mayonnaise blood motherfucker. Yeah, that landed well. <laughs> I have a rating system. It's a whiteout to white tape. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whiteout is highest. When you're so pale, you start removing the coloring of things around it. (laughs) Or you have the ability to completely remove something, such as writing or ink. Yeah, you've reached the next level. You've heard of a black hole? This is the exact opposite. What was that? You've heard of a black hole? This is the exact opposite. Yeah. It washes out shit around it, and it stays exactly where it was. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Nah, I don't have much more to say on this topic, except this is not the end of Sun Wicked Studios or the Wicked Awesome cast, or the end of oh, Jeff, God, or no. even Jeff on the Wicked Awesome cast. Uh, the studio is coming. I know I keep saying this. Uh, the whole house thing's taking a lot longer than I thought. We will be back. Jeff will be doing something at some point time in the future with us. He's not going anywhere, just going to be on a lot less frequently. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I still enjoy this. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's... Yeah. Still, still got to be involved at least a little bit somehow. Yes. But that's going to lead us directly into listener mail this week. Or I'm assuming that was uh, supposed to ask me how to how the viewers were oh, getting Oh, I'm getting to that. Oh, are you? Uh Yes, but so, yes, we, we get email. As always, as we mentioned a couple minutes ago, we are incredibly touched every time we get email. That's always awesome. Uh, but, Jeff, if you wanted to contact us in any way, shape, or form to get a question or a comment or anything on this podcast, how do you do it? This one is the easiest one I've ever suggested. Okay. So first thing you need to do is you need to find a mosquito encapsulated in amber. Then once you got that, you can start removing the DNA, and then before you know it, you'll have dinosaur DNA. And then once you start capturing or start creating dinosaurs, you'll definitely have Charlie's attention. And then what you got to do is basically you need to have your dinosaurs. You have to train them to speak like American sign language. And then you need to coordinate them to say out everything you want said in your letter. And because that will be the front page of Reddit for like the next six weeks, gilded six times over, it very likely will be read on this podcast. Or more simply, you can reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com or somethingwickedstudios at gmail.com or wickedsomethingstudios at something.com. God damn it! (laughs) Hey, Alex, what's the correct podcast email address to reach us at? wickedawesomecast at gmail.com Thank you, Alex. I'm really glad Alex Alex is here. For not being (laughs) Jeff on this one. God, we're finally rid of this pale bastard and his Mr. X that's been holding us down like some weird semi-translucent dead weight 
all these years, all these episodes. Only recently you realize how good this is for you that I'm gone. God, we could have so many better bits now. I'm not we gonna be streamlined. I'm not gonna be blind in one eye anymore either from the paleness. It's gonna cure male pattern pattern baldness and motion sickness. No, it's not. It's gonna move all the baldness onto you so it intensifies. <laughs> Yeah, it's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spell that sounds down in the show notes. We love getting the messages. We love reading them. And we have three this week. Woohoo! Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, our first one coming in from Jeff in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, there's two of us now. That's awkward. Legally, your first name isn't Jeff, even. That's my dirty secret. <laughs> Well, it's out there now. I'm sorry for what your actual name is. Yes, Jeff is my middle name for yeah, it, oh, is oh, everyone. Oh, all you aliases, my real name is Estebar. <laughs> yes, Estebar Charlie. Yes, Charlie's <laughs> my last name. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I was technically Alex's real name isn't Alex either. That's a nickname that's... Like kind of a departure from his legal name too. Like you both have been. His is much closer than mine, though. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) But anyways, Jeff, Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, wicked awesome cast. Last week, Charlie went on a bit about how he was amazed that the ESA did anything for a change. Prior to this, I had never even heard of the ESA, let alone had any idea of how active the organization is or isn't. I spent a little time researching the ESA and. Sorry, I spent a little time researching the ESA and a while. I think I understood what it is in concept. Is there any chance you guys could expand on it some? Uh, say this one's uh, all you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, the ESA is from a legal and I guess kind of software association. Sort of. Yeah, that's that's what it stands for. Actually, yes, I didn't know yes. that for the first couple of years. They are a collection of people that um. Are represented by kind I of hate represent- video games. They kind of do, actually. Maybe. <laughs> oh, I was just trying to be Buzzfeed. Go on. Yes, they, they are a group of people. They're a secret shadow organization cabal made up of people from major video game companies like Electronic Arts, Activision, Blizzard. I don't know who's actually a member of the ESA right now. Like technically, all video game companies are, and the ESA acts as kind of the official, legal, government, political, kind of all the things that maybe video game companies individually aren't capable of handling, face. Like when the um when the writer's strike was happening, or not the writer's strike, the uh, voice actor strike, they were the parts of the video game industry that were kind of directly negotiating with that. You had representatives from the various companies that were part of that whole ongoing thing, but uh, they're kind of the broad, whatchamacallit, like legislative board or something of the video game industry. Like, they're an advocacy group. They 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 try to make the video game industry look good. They don't always do it. And, like, I as I implied last week, like, it's... They don't always seem to do shit. Like, during the whole... Like, in all honesty, like the last time I heard them really doing anything was during the whole Jack Thompson era we talked about. And like then, to be fair, they've been out there pushing some of the research and trying to combat the whole World Health Organization thing some. But they're normally kind of very neutral. We don't take a stand on stuff. 
like I said, like the, how they've come out on this video game violence topic has been refreshing and like kind of like surprisingly anything from them. Like at the same time, they're the guys that brought us the ESRB. Like the if you were to describe them, I think they're kind of the managerial branch of the video game industry, doing all the dumb stuff that like no one company wants to deal with because rating boards make things complicated and shit like that. But yeah. Hopefully that answers your question, Jeff. I, I, I to be fair, I don't totally understand the ESA either. Like they kind of pop up and go, "Man, we're here," and then disappear for ten years. But yeah, thank you for writing in, Jeff. They stick their dick in people's pudding and then they go away. Kind of, yeah. Not maybe not dick, but like they definitely walk up, like flick your ear while you're eating dinner and go tee, then run <laughs> off. All right, next one. Uh, this one comes. Uh, it's, it's too good a joke, actually. Hey, whatever of the Wicked Awesome cast is present. Since Alex is in Florida this week, and a variety of jokes have been made about Florida in the past, and I think someone mentioned Jeff might be on this podcast, can you mm-hmm. make up a bunch of stuff that's gonna ha- that might happen to Alex while he's in Florida, since it's oh, Florida? hell yes. Uh, so Alex oh, is I, the first I, I, person. I gotta read off the first. side off. This is a fantastic reference. Thanks, Florida man. Uh, this guy obviously watches, um, what's it called? Uh, Fuck, I'm blanking on the show now. Um, Atlanta. Oh, I don't know it. <laughs> uh, they made a joke about how, like, whenever you hear, like, messed up stories about Florida, it's always Florida Man does X. So that, yes, oh, it's, yes, It's like yes, a super yes. villain called Florida Man. Florida Man eats face off of other y- yeah, e- persons. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yes. Yep, exactly. All right, Florida so Man. For, for starters, Alex is the first human ever known to summon a hurricane. Uh, he wished... Death upon many, and he sent it up to me in the form of a nor'easter. That's too grandiose. That's that's too grandiose. I think. I think we're more talking like he got shit on by a homeless person. No, that's just Florida still. I agreed. He's in yeah, Florida. No, Those are Florida you're right. You're right. I try to justify these actions too much. Um, I, I, I'm voting that he gets like uh, he's actually been texting me. Some. He's been free. He's been freaked out a little bit by kind of the Disney park band, like you pay with a wristwatch stuff. So. I, I'm gonna say he's gonna wind up in Disney debt. That sounds like something that might happen. <laughs> Disney debt. Uh, Disney I now jail. know that Disney has zip ties, so I have. Uh, I'm predicting he's gonna wind up in zip ties. Disney zip ties. Yep they they're a real thing. Yeah. Um, I am going to predict that because he's at uh, Extra Life, whatever it's called, United. that he's gonna spend more time waiting for video games to happen and for opponents that dropped out and went off and got lunch than actually playing games. That's me taking a jab at a uh, thing I know very little about and kicking a dog while it's down. <laughs> uh, you taught I me think, well, Charlie. <laughs> I think he's going to get stuck in the Disneyland vortex, meaning he's going to have successfully gone to another state and seen nothing of that state except Disneyland and the airport. Yep, no, that's totally believable. You have, you have no idea what else is in Florida. Yeah, I... I want to make something up like a gator getting him or something like that, but at the same time, he has like, to come back though. Yeah, he has to come back, and like maybe a gator gets him and like tries to drag him into the water, but then like gets bored or falls asleep or something. I'm gonna go with or so a likely thing because I've seen this happen. Yeah. is uh, he'll be near some area that has fish, like freshwater or whatnot, and someone will be gutting fish and they'll fling one of the heads. And then a bird will swing down to try and get it and take a shit on him. Uh, I've seen that happen in real life. It was hilarious. He's going to encounter some of the incredibly uncomfortable signs around Disney 
that are like beware of gators near water. Oh, and, yeah. He's he's going to go to a gamer bar, trying to find the one you suggested, and wind up at one that totally sucks ass and only sells crystal meth. Yes. Um, he is going to go outside to appreciate the scenery, and he's going to find a tree, and a person smoking meth in it is going to burn it down. Also, real news that happened in Florida. <laughs> Florida man strikes again. <laughs> yeah, Florida man strikes again. I think that was a Florida woman, but uh, uh it's sidekick or doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, the partner in crime, Florida. If you woman. commit crime in Florida, you become a man because only <laughs> men can be that dumb. <laughs> yes, we have the woman the market cornered on stupidity. Yeah, it's like eating at Cinnabon. You immediately um, become a fat, sad guy. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, I think that he is going to wear not one, but five pairs of Kanye stunner shades. Uh, oh, God. It's actually going to be bright. Uh, pr- bold prediction, the romper will be out. <laughs> Possibly? Mm-hmm. If not, Alex, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. You're supposed to, We sent you to irritate the masses, not join them. Um, oh, here's a fun one. He tries out Hurricane, like, the, the drink. For the first time, it gets shmammered and fucking pukes on the sidewalk. That <laughs> sounds complicated. <laughs> That's complicated? Yeah. That's a two-step process. This is true. Um, either that or he winds up at some some bar drinking some super fruity vacation-y drink um, and gets way more wasted than he intended to and throws up on... He throws, on, uh, throws up on fucking Mickey Mouse. Um, let's see, his flight already made it there, but there's still plenty of opportunity for the airport to fuck with him. I I think the best explanation is Alex is just gonna get floridated. He's gonna get floridated? He's gonna see something that only happens in Florida, like, like a a chihuahua pushing a baby carriage with a cat in it or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I, I I feel like we're missing some obvious fun joke, but, yeah, I... Thank you, Florida Man, for writing in. Yeah, thank you very much, Florida Man. Your powers are were needed. And last but not least, coming in from Samantha in Liverpool. I'm assuming England, but who knows? Wicked Awesome Cast. On last week's podcast, Charlie had to refer to the Navi from Avatar as those blue tree fuckers. Well, Ralph- I used to view them as the hair fuckers, so yeah, you know. For, Al- for Alex <laughs> to know that he was referring... Uh, for, for, sorry, for Alex to know what he was referring to when he said Avatar. While his word association is correct in that he should think of Avatar The Last Airbender before uh, uh, John Ka- that movie, uh, sorry, I'm ad-libbing some by accident when talking about Avatar, it really drove home the idea that just that Alex has some really big pop culture knowledge gaps. So Wicked Awesome crew, what is Alex's biggest miss when it came to a reference? Anything to do with metal. <laughs> That's not a reference. That's just us talking about shit we're into. Um, <laughs> it's not a miss, but maybe the best example of how bad Alex is with movie references and stuff is um, go find our Super Hut video where we recorded that the day after he saw John Wick and kept using the words John Wicked as an adverb. Oh, jeez. It's pretty bad. I. I'm not going to lie, like, the Avatar one, I think, might be the biggest gap. Uh, By his own admission, he has said he will, like, make references he's never seen the movie to. 
And he's also, by his own admission, his co-workers have banded against him to yeah. stop him from doing this. Yeah. I, he's I, created unity in the workplace. Do you know how hard that is? Yeah, like, for reference, I have started making references I know are too obscure for him to get as part of this podcast, just so he can't be like, ah, ah, something <laughs> I know he's never seen. Uh, I think his biggest gap is his knowledge or his understanding that puns suck. Yeah, that, that's not a, that's not, that's the knowledge gap, not a pop culture knowledge gap. But yeah, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right on this one. That yeah, I it's got to be the Avatar one. I I didn't I, I know people exist that have never seen Avatar, but like James Cameron's the name you were looking for. Yes, James Cameron. When you said John. My brain was like John Carpenter. No, John that can't Ca- be right. John Cameron. <laughs> yeah, John Cameron. Yeah. I mean, I can only throw so many stones at him because I'll admit I know fucking dick all about pop culture. Um, but the difference between me and him is I don't go around saying that I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love you, I- Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I'm going to say that a lot on these He's things. I'm sorry. He's got to give me so much shit when he gets back. I, I had to ride that inferior comment that entire fucking podcast. I deserved you- it, but... <laughs> Uh, I, I, it's got to be the Avatar one. I, I, that, yeah. as for me, because or this is gonna be a bit crazy. I actually have yet to meet Alex in person because we started true, podcasting. Yeah. I haven't been out to LA since, and because of that, like, if all of you have heard ninety percent of my conversations with Alex in my entire life. Yeah, because <laughs> they're all recorded. Yeah, yeah. Love you, Alex. We need to meet in person. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, thanks for writing in, Sam. That's all I got on this one. That's going to be the Something yeah. Wicked Studio t-shirts. There's going to be one that has your face on it. It's just going to say, in my book. Yeah. And then there's going to be one with like my face on it. It's going to say, I love you, Alex. <laughs> I got a bunch of isms. My coworkers love using them against me. Oh, no. I, I, their favorite one is I'll start saying something and then follow it with, and if we weren't crazy people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll ask Alex this question when he gets back next week. <laughs> You'll probably have an exact story. What do you know the least about? What would you say you most can't the least? We got a couple emails that aren't worth bringing up. Not that they're worth bringing up. We got a couple ones being like, why did you go to Tree Fucker immediately for Navi? And I'm like, <laughs> eh, that's, good, that's what they are. I mean, that's how I interpreted yeah. that movie. Trees, hair, maybe I just mix up those two things. Yeah. Do not have trees growing out of their head? I. Are the trees growing out of their heads? I, I and I they have sex with him. I, that is my only understanding. Yeah, I I don't know. I I didn't like Avatar, so I like making fun of it. As did anyone like that didn't see that movie in three D? In which case, I'll say you liked the three D like Avatar. Yeah, like I'm not I, even I, trying to take a jab. This is actually like really in the curious question. I, I love that bizarre time period where like people like Avatar is amazing, and I had seen it in a two D. At a shitty movie theater, I'm like, no, it's fucking not. It's visually impressive, sure, but like that movie's bad. And the thing is, is I think a lot of the strong suits of it, you actually like. I was talking with my girlfriend about this this weekend, where she was talking, or she was telling me about how she went through a phase of watching kung fu movies. I know I found the perfect woman, and um, kung fu movies in a lot of these foreign films, I think, are so much more visually impressive than what we see around here. Like even a shit tier movie like The Great Wall. The coloring in it is out of this world. Yeah. And I think that, like, we just, or when James Cameron suddenly put color in a movie, I think one of my friends literally said the flying monsters are Skittles. 
Um, actually, no, I said that. That's why I remember it so fondly and why I laugh at it so much because I made that joke. It was me um, all along. Yeah. Um, that the fucking the monsters from Pandora or whatever the fucking homeworld of Borderlands were literally Skittles colored. Yeah, um, video games for a long time had that same issue when you had the kind of beige brown dirt shooter era and it was like this game has blue in it like a muddy blue no like a electric blue oh oh uh, would you like to sit down and uh maybe we could talk for a little while and maybe i'll buy you a drink like <laughs> that that was out of this world yeah yeah no i that does it for email this week again we can reach that wicked awesome cast at gmail.com write us in we love hearing stuff uh uh, we have an episode 100 coming up. If you wish to send us anything for episode 100 that you want to save for episode 100, just let me like put it in the subject line or something, and I will save it till then. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that about does it for this week's episode, though. Uh, you got anything you want to pimp before we start signing off? I say probably the last thing I want to say is I just... Or, I'm really sad no one wrote in asking for Jeff's relationship advice. That's my only regret in this podcast. I might be saving a couple of those for episode 100. Excellent. Never mind. All is redeemed. (laughs) Maybe the people are smart enough not to. (laughs) They know better. It's like, ah. They've seen my track record. It's not great. (laughs) Charlie's obviously a monster. Alex makes bad dad jokes, and Jeff is Jeff. (laughs) <laughs> my main flaw yeah now i i guess in ongoing sws news uh podcast will continue until something weird happens studio is still full of boxes from the move and will have eventually happen so video content will return um i may be on a couple of guest podcasts soon we may have another guest or two on in the near future we may i i'm trying to get to happen i'm trying to tempt lil back to do another series of videos so oh, shit. Yeah, if you're if you were a oh, fan of Oh jeez. Yeah. Wow, man. Shake right, shit the up. Cuts for the SWS faithful right there. Go watch until dawn. All right then. Yeah. Uh we shall see what hap- will happen though. I try I'm just trying to get back up and running at this point. I if you've ever moved, it's a pain in the ass, let alone moving all your house and then have to do house repairs. So I know I use the excuse a lot and but we make no money at this, so sorry for the break. <laughs> But yep. yeah, I think that about does it for this week. Um, if you're in LA, I will be at the Flogging Molly concert the Saturday that Fuck yeah. after this con after this podcast goes up. So for St. Patrick's Day, I'll also be at some like fucking land pirate Renaissance fair thing that day. So if you think you see me there? It's probably me. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, that about does it. You want to take us out, Jeff? I do. Cue the metal. <laughs> <laughs>